Welcome everyone again to PJ's Pondering. Super excited that you're joining us this week especially because I have my good friend and colleague Preston Reedy with me to share a little bit on integrity. So Preston, would you start uh, by sharing a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well first Joel, I want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, this is super exciting. Uh, my name is Preston. I've been married for five years, been a pastor for 11 uh, we own eight chickens, three dogs, and two rats named Bree and Feta. Uh, just a couple fun facts. I dislike heavily, like strongly dislike ketchup, uh, and I'm not a fan of popcorn. <laughs> uh, but I love potato chips, especially nacho cheese Doritos and Ruffles. Yes. Um, and I can probably eat my body weight in marshmallows. <laughs> That's a fun fact. I love marshmallows. We, I've got to see that sometime. <laughs> Oh, man. So today uh, we're talking about integrity and character. Um, and that kind of was spurred on um, from a message that you shared on a Sunday. And so I'm kind of excited talking about this because I think it's really important to the Christian life. Um, could you start off by giving us just like a definition of integrity and character? Yeah, for sure. When we speak of character, I think character is defined by our mental and moral qualities or our moral traits. Uh, in short, your character is who you are. For example, the traits of good character would be someone who's honest, someone who is loyal. Uh, that's good character. Someone who has integrity, courage, someone who shows kindness. Those are all different traits of good character. So integrity, I would say, is a trait of somebody yeah. who has good character. Integrity means that you are complete, that you are not divided in your heart. You're not divided in your principles. You live an undivided, uncompromised life. You're not one way in private and another way in public, but you are consistently principled. So for an example, I'm a pretty loud individual and I'm loud at home. I'm loud at Home Depot, at <laughs> Walmart. I'm loud at work. I'm just loud. And sometimes I don't even know I'm being too loud and I have to be reminded, hey, inside voice because I'm just a loud person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, I was thinking of when I was, uh, about this topic and I was reminded again of that illustration you used when you preached on Sunday and you used the illustration uh, and your tagline was be an orange. And you were giving an illustration just about fruit um, and kind of comparing an orange to other fruit. Can you kind of retell that illustration for this? Yeah, so with integrity, integrity is being the same person right, that you are at church, at work, at home, at the store, at school. And so when you're at the store and you're in the produce section and you're looking at all the fruit, a watermelon does not have integrity. A watermelon is green on the outside and red on the inside. It has no integrity. You can't trust a watermelon. A kiwi <laughs> is like brown and fuzzy on the outside, but green and slimy on the inside, no integrity. But you can trust an orange. And most berries, like a blueberry, is blue on the outside and blue on the inside. But for my illustration, I used an orange. An orange is orange. It's orange on the inside. It's orange on the outside. An orange is a fruit of integrity. It lives an uncompromised life. And so I just challenged other people to, you know, keep your word. Do what you're going to say you're going to do to have integrity, to be the same person inside and out. Be an orange. There you go. Be an orange. Be an orange. <laughs> All right. End of episode. No. <laughs> but no, I think as we talk about integrity and character, I think that like that concept uh, sometimes is a little different than what we hear in our world and culture in the sense that I think more often 
in our world, in business, like a lot of people focus more on competency, mm. I would say, yeah. than like integrity and character. Um, you know, they're, they're wanting to know how good are you at your job? What kind of value are you going to bring to this company or this business or this organization? Which I think is a good question to ask, but it's not the only question. Right. Right. And so uh, it's like a, a quote that our lead pastor, Bart, has shared a couple of times where he says, competency will get you in the room, but character will keep you in the room. Mm. So we clearly need to be people of integrity and people of character, but we also need to develop our competency. Like all of those are important things for us. But I think where people get hung up is like, how do I get there? If, if I'm maybe lacking in some of those areas, how do I as a person, as a parent, as a teacher, as a whatever, how do I develop integrity and good character? And uh, can you lean into that of just like, what does that process look like? Yeah, so I think it's it's a process that um, I can lay out probably in about five steps um, because you're right, all of those things are important. And sometimes when in the work field, People want you just to keep your head down, keep your mouth shut, and do your job, (laughs) right? But how many of us have ever been at a job where someone might be good at their job but horrible with people or you can't be around them because you know they're going to turn around and stab you in in the back, right? You want someone with a good work ethic and someone with good character. So I would say the first step for putting all of those and developing those would be to be humble, Humility is the beginning of wisdom. I heard that said one time. In order to build your character, you must be open to feedback, to be open to new ideas. And in order to be open to feedback, you have to be humble. (laughs) Uh, Number two would be to live out your principles and values. When you have integrity, you're uncompromised in your principles, in your values. So what is valuable to you? Live those out. Live through your principles and your values. Whether it's love others or do the right thing, living by your principles will make decision-making easier and your character more steadfast. For example, let your yes be a yes and let your no be a no. That's hard. <laughs> that That's so hard. Number yeah. three, be accountable. I would say find people who will hold you to your word and keep you accountable. Hey, you said you were going to work on this. How's that going? Mm-hmm. How are you improving in that? How are you growing? Hey, you said you were going to do this task and you didn't. And it it fell through the cracks. How how can we unpack that? How can we make steps so that that doesn't happen with our next event or our next work project? Right. You let people hold you accountable. Number four, practice self-discipline. Being of high character takes the ability to do what is right over what is easy easy mm-hmm. that's good yeah i mean we talked about it earlier this week you know yeah the saying what is popular isn't always right and the right thing isn't always popular yeah right and so the right thing is not always going to be the easy thing and i think the last thing is you are developing character and character traits like kindness and integrity and you're also developing how to be competent in your work and in your skills is You've got to be intentional. Mm. You've got to be intentional in your actions. You've got to be intentional in your time. You've got to be intentional with who you're hanging out with. Be intentional with your words. Uh, intentionality will help you lean into integrity. Right. To do what you said you were going to do. To follow through and to keep your word. That shows integrity and that your integrity is growing. Right. 
I think that's awesome. And I think uh, you kind of leaned into a couple important pieces that I think tie together, which is like, if you don't have defined values, Mm, yeah, (laughs) right. You don't know where you're headed. So how are you going to get there? Like impossible. Uh, And so I think that that is super crucial that you actually have that defined, Mm. but that intentionality piece you ended with, I think is equally important because you can't just know where you want to go. There has to be intentionality to create steps to get there. Right. So, right. Um, how important would you say in that development process of integrity and character, how important would you say community is to that process? I would say community is huge, especially with that accountability and intentional piece that we just talked about. But having people that encourage you, people in in our situation, in the faith community that are praying with you and praying for you, I would say community is huge, especially in the field of like the power of association or your like peers of influence like who are you letting speak into your life who are you letting influence your character development are you hanging out with people who are dishonest and have poor character Mm. then you're gonna lean into having poor character the power of association is powerful Um, your friends and people around you can impact your success your health your mindset and your happiness The power of association means the people around you have an influence, whether you realize it or not. So you might need to limit or even cut some people out, especially those that are showing negativity. If someone constantly complains or spreads negativity, consider um, shortening the time that you spend with them. For those who aren't negative or positive, you can limit your time with them. Maybe you have some friends that, well, I wouldn't say they're negative, but I wouldn't say they're really that positive of a person. Yeah. Well, that means you still need to limit your time because then they're not encouraging you to better yourself, to grow. Invest in the relationships that help you thrive. Invest your time into things that are valuable because your time is valuable. When you reduce time with those who don't have a positive influence, you're open to those who do. You need to associate with people who inspire you. Um, I don't know where you stand on the preachers you listen to or your thoughts about certain people in the faith community, but this is a quote from Joel Olstein, a pretty big name. He said, you need to associate with people who inspire you, people that challenge you to raise higher, mm. people that make you better, that don't waste your valuable time. Don't waste your valuable time with people that are not adding to your growth. Oh, wow. So my last thing on the power of association and the community would be ask yourself these questions. Write them down the next time you are with your peers of influence, the next time you're with your circle of friends, your community. Are your conversations revolved around the past? Well, so-and-so, do you remember when so-and-so did that or said that? Are you living in the past? Are your conversations all about complaints? Number two, do your friends make you feel bad when you choose yourself, when you you choose your business, when you choose your homework and your study over Mm -hmm. them? Number three, are are you the most successful person in your group of friends? And what does that say about them? And what does that say about you? And success looks all different. Like that could be grades. That could be your spiritual walk with the Lord. That could just be the character that you have. If your answer is yes to one or more of these questions, your friends could be holding you back in a way. It doesn't mean you need to cut them off, 
but you should be aware of how they affect you. Yeah. Do the people you surround yourself with and give time to, do they hinder or enhance your mm. character? That's good. Yeah. And uh, fun God moments, because actually in the last episode, I talked and leaned into that a little bit, this idea um, about really that your face should change everything in your life and not just like mm. a little bit, Ooh, right? I like that, yeah. And, uh, and so I was kind of discussing in that how it is important to be evaluating like your influences in life, your friends and what you mm. watch and listen to and all the, so I love that this builds on that. Um, and I think your point too, of, um, even the quote from Joel Osteen, like many people would have different theological stances than he does. Right. But that doesn't necessarily disqualify every word out of his mouth as bad, right? Like that is a really incredible quote that we should be evaluating critically who we're spending time with. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. Well, next question I have is, do you think that the improvement in character and integrity outweigh competency? And how so, if you think that? So this was a really, this is a really good question. And I had to think about this because I'm not sure if it outweighs. I think they can all work hand in hand yeah. together. Um, having, being competent, just so everyone is aware is having a necessary ability, knowledge, or skill to do something successfully. If you mm. are given a task or a job and you can do it well, that means you are competent right. in that thing. Right. And I would say as you grow as a person, as you develop your character and your integrity, that your competency will follow. If you have integrity and you yeah. agree to do a job and you and get something done, no matter how long it takes or how hard it is, you're going to try again and you're going to try again and you're going to finish the task because you have integrity mm. because you said you're going to do something. You're going to follow through. And as you work on that, that skill will grow. So your competency will grow as you work towards goals and finish tasks. You will learn new skills. You will gain more knowledge that allows you to be more competent, to be more successful. So as you grow as a person, then your character grows, your integrity grows, and being competent grows. That's great. Yeah, and I think uh, your previous point of intentionality connects strongly with this, right? Oh, yeah. Because I think as you work on competency, if you're intentional about it, there's opportunity there for integrity and character. Mm. And if you're working on your in integrity and character, there's also room within that often to work on your competency. So I think those, I think that's so true that they all play off of one another. Mm. Um, as we've been talking about this and as I was preparing for this, I was reminded of a quote that I've heard from Craig Rochelle, uh, where he says that we should work twice as much on our character as we do our competency. Mm. What would you suggest um, just with your life experience and time in ministry on how people can balance working on both simultaneously. Like what habits and patterns have been helpful for you in that pursuit? That's a great question. I would say, listen twice as much as you talk mm, yeah. and be a reader. If you aren't a reader, listen, I get it. I wasn't a big reader for the longest time. I've actually only read seven books this year. I'm close to finishing my eighth. And that's like double the books I read last year. I'm not that's a good. big reader. But what I've been doing is setting a timer for 15 minutes. I set a timer for 15 minutes. I put my phone screen down so I don't see any notifications. Or I put my phone somewhere else entirely. Mm. And then I read. And then as soon as that timer goes off, I'm like, yes, time's up. But now I've grown to, even when that timer goes off, I'm like, well, I'm going to finish this paragraph. 
or I'm going to I'm going to actually finish this chapter out and I've been growing in how much I enjoy reading but it started small read books on leadership read books on character development on spiritualness uh, read books on on different areas of growth uh, I would say then listen when in meetings and in conversations just listen don't be so quick to interrupt or butt in I'm still working on this personally sometimes I'll be talking with someone and they take a breath or they pause and I think it's my turn. And it's like, I wasn't finished. And I was like, oh, well, you took a breath. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and I like just jump in. It's really, it's, it, it's a struggle, guys. Um, but if we really listen and we let people finish their complete thoughts, then what we were going to say might not even be valid because we let them finish their thought and then we can speak. So on listening while on this topic, I would say podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, check that off. You're doing a great job. We talked about community and the power of association earlier. Yeah. Podcast can be a great way to widen your community and have leaders speak into your life and help develop you. And then we mentioned it earlier, but I would say another habit or pattern would be accountable. When you mess up, when you drop the ball, don't try to place the blame somewhere else. Mm. Don't try to even hide it or sweep it under the rug or do it halfway. But be accountable. Take the feedback. Take the consequence if there is one. You were right. I said I would do that and I totally forgot. Or I lost track of time. I'll get it done tomorrow. Set, you know, Write it down. Set a reminder. Apologize. I think you need to get into the habit of reading get in the habit of listening, and get into the habit of being accountable. So be an orange. So be an orange. <laughs> That's right. That's be uncompromised. <laughs> That's so good. Um, okay, the last, last question, because it just came to my mind. It's off the cuff. But, oh, um, unprepared. Okay. There you go. Unprepared. But uh, that happens in ministry. You should be ready for that. No, uh, I wanted to ask, though, as we've been talking about just like influences, who are a couple of the main people that you listen to for your own development? Oh, yeah. No, that's great. Um, well, I listen to PJ's Ponderings. Uh, so. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yep. Um, and then um, I listen to Craig Groeschel, who you quoted earlier. Yeah. Great pastor. Great. Oh, he's so good. Great leader. Um, and then because of my position in ministry, I listen to Kids Ministry 101 uh, podcast, and I listen to the Kids Ministry podcast. Those are two different podcasts. Very close in name, <laughs> but they're different. Um and then I listen to a couple different pastors, um, just at different churches, um, listen to their messages, and let them speak into my life. Um, but yeah. Um, That's great. I think it's good to have a variety, too, of not just... I love that um, what you're listening to is not only kids-specific mm, as yeah. a kids pastor, like to have other influences that kind of broaden your mindset on the other areas of leadership and ministry that are maybe beyond like the area that you're serving in right now. I think that's super healthy too. Yeah. So awesome. Well, dude, thank you so much for joining in and doing yeah, this man. session with me. I'm thanks so for glad. Having me. So glad we got to do it. So everyone, thanks for ju jumping on PJ's Ponderings. Uh, as you go through this week, be an orange. That's it. Be an be orange. An orange. <laughs> All right. Have a good day, everyone. <laughs>